All right, I'm going to try very hard tonight. Tonight, I've been, we've been dealing the last three or four weeks on curses. Tonight is the last part, if I can finish and not ramble too much longer, finish on the cause. Now, we've been, it's been a battle. It's been a battle for me. I start getting down. I'm like, man, nobody wants to hear this anymore. But I've got to finish. You remember Ross Perot? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? I am going to finish. All right. The primary, first still primary cause of all curses, the cause of curses. Now, follow with me. Now, Jesus came to be the curse for us, to take that curse on us. But we've got to let him have that. Curses still want to get on us. How many of you know Jesus came and paid the price for sin, broke all the power of sin for us, but we still sin? Sin is still there. It's still there offering. It's, it's being offered to us, and sometimes we still take it. Now, everything's been done so that we don't have to live that way, but sometimes we still walk through things like that. Do you think that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, Satan stopped working? He's still at work, right? He's still at work, which means his stuff is still out there for us to battle. And it's not just the sinners and the unsaved that are battling that. It's also the saved. Okay, so if that's the case, if Satan's still out there, even though the price has been paid, sometimes maybe we don't access it, but we're still battling demonic, satanic things, just, just go outside your door for a moment, and you'll recognize it's not on earth as it is, as it is in heaven. Sometimes we're walking through hell. Okay, so we're okay, right? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Primary cause of all curses, turning away from the true Lord and from his worship and turning to the occult or having dealings with other gods. That is the primary cause of curses. Blessings and curses are words spoken with some particular form of spiritual power or authority, either good or evil, that sets in motion something that will probably go on from generation to generation. Again, this is review, but I want you to know, many of us have walked through things where people have spoken over us, and it has attached itself to us, and it has affected our life. Whether positive or negative, I've had many people speak positively over me, and that affect my life. I've had people speak negatively over me, and I've had that affect my life. Okay, there is power in what's being said, whether good or bad. And the basic cause that releases God's blessing. Now hear me, you guys know this, but we need to put it together. The basic cause that releases God's blessing is obedience. It is our obedience, our obedience to God's voice. And we've dealt with four types of curses. Curses pronounced by God himself. If you you got to go back and listen to the downloads on online, the podcasts or the CDs, and you'll hear me say this. Number two, curses pronounced by men on behalf of God. Curses pronounced by people with relational authority, like family, like a father to a son. And then finally, number four, self-imposed curses. Now that's all the review I'm going to do, and I've got, I've done a lot for the last two or three weeks. The last type of curse. Um, is curses that are the produce of satanic influences. Up to this time, they haven't been. We're going to look at two types of curses that we may have to face. Number one is emotional uh, reveling. This is where, now, now hear me, this is where people get mad and curse you. 
And let me tell you, it happens. We do it. We have people do it to us. It is a scary thing that when your button's pushed, what comes out of your mouth? Anybody say amen to that? It happens all the time. And let me just rephrase, let me just go back to where this is coming from because it's very common in the Middle East. Arab curses usually center on the person's father. Looking at emotional curses, I believe they're demonic, meaning there is a demon behind it. But it is so important that we learn how to protect ourselves. And in protecting ourselves, we've got to adapt or adopt the right attitude. We're going to look at three passages of Scripture right here. Romans chapter 12, verse 14. And I'm going to go kind of fast because I want to get done. Blessed, bless those who persecute you. Bless and curse not. Now, I want you to know when someone comes at you with a curse, we have instruction to bless them. And if you can, I don't know if you ever watched Seinfeld, but Jerry, uh, George, George Costanza once had this moment of deciding he was going to do everything opposite. Everything he had done up until his life had been a disaster, so he decided to do everything opposite. And it, it just so happened that every opposite decision he made was the right one. So whatever he thought was right, he did the opposite, and that was the right thing. So many times when it comes to walking out God's Word, our flesh wants us to do the opposite of what God's Word says. So when someone curses you, you've got to stop your mouth, which is impossible without the power of the Holy Spirit, but you've got to stop it and think, what does God's word say? Because what he just said to me make, wants me to be offended. But wait a minute, if I will think for just a minute, there is a blessing for me. With that nastiness that just came after me, there is a blessing for me, ready for me to get. Or I can vomit out something nasty and miss it. So can you, can you hear what I'm saying We've got to recognize that our flesh wants to react one way, but the Word of God says react this way. If you will react this way, you'll be blessed. Not just you'll be blessed, God will bless you. A connection to overcome the negative by the positive. Romans chapter 12 verse 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. What does that say? Don't be, don't, become, don't be overcome by evil. Don't let your flesh get you when evil comes at you. Don't let your flesh win over your spirit. But overcome evil with good. Church, it is not the normal. It, let me rephrase that. It's not the worldly normal response. But the supernatural response, the kingdom response, is to respond with good. Can you imagine responding to somebody cursing you with good? In such a situation, you're either going to become, you're either going to overcome with evil or you will overcome it with good. There's no third option. So when someone curses you, bless them. Maybe not out loud. My first blessing might not be the blessing I want to be to come out loud. But bless them. Take a positive attitude. Keep your spirit clear. 
1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 12. It says, and we toil working with our own hands. When we are reviled, we bless. And when we are persecuted, we endure. 1 Corinthians 4.12. Did I not have that one for you, Blake? Sorry. 1 Corinthians 4.12. We toil working with our own hands. And when we are reviled, we bless. And when we are persecuted, we endure. Basically, this, this is one of my life mottos you got to do something. When, it, when something comes at you, there is a requirement of us to respond. When, we are, when, when, when evil comes at us, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure. We have a response. We have to respond. We have to move. You've got to do something. When someone strikes you with one cheek, turn the other. Sir Isaac Newton said, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. The natural thing is to hit them back. The spiritual thing to do is to bless them. But the biggest mistake is to do nothing. The biggest mistake is to do nothing. If someone curses you, you had better respond. Church, do y'all hear me? A response is needed, and it's not a rebuke. And I've rebuked people before, and I think sometimes that is the the correct. Sometimes I will speak the word of God back at what's been spoken over me. Now, the word tells me right there to bless them, so I may need to speak that word to the Lord and not create strife. But you know what? I I believe the word of God um, will fulfill and accomplish what it was set forth to do and if my mistake is by throwing the by by speaking the word then I think that's I can live with that mistake Um, however it says when persecuted endure when you are reviled or when evil comes at you bless them but either way you respond why because when you respond especially when you respond according to the word of God you know what you've just done you've released it that thing that's just tried to attach to yourself, you've just said, nope, not going to stick to me. I believe that by blessing them, you put up a force field around you, a spiritual force field that does not allow that curse to attach. It's defense. It's, it's really our defense. You know, if you recognize that your defense is in blessing them, maybe that would be your reaction. I don't know. I want this to make sense to us. 1 Peter 3, 9. Not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. When we're cursed, what do we do? Bless. Thank you. It may not change the attitude of the person cursing you. But it will ensure spiritual purity on your side. It will keep you clean. I believe it will also keep you from holding unforgiveness and bitterness. I believe you are nipping it in the bud right then. The other kind of curse is the kind of curse that comes, uh, is the satanic curse that comes from 
um, let's just say a worker of Satan. It's planned. Now, can I tell you, there are still witches and wizards and fortune tellers and mediums still around us. There are. We are naive to believe that Satan is not real. Satan is real. He has real power, but in the long run, he is going to lose. But in the short run, there, he does have power, tangible power. We're surrounded by enemies. If you would, just start reading the Psalms. Read David. And most, a lot of David's Psalms has to do with his enemies. One example is Balaam. Balaam was called, uh, Balaam was a, a, uh, he was a soothsayer or a diviner. In Numbers 22, Israel had arrived at the borders of their inheritance. And Moab is very uneasy because of this tremendous influx of people. So they want to do something against Israel. And they know they can't do it by warfare. So they go to the occult. And this is the final obstacle that Israel had to overcome before entering into the promised land. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Numbers chapter 22. It's no um, coincidence that the final obstacle that Israel had to go through was to defeat the occult. I believe it's where we are today. Numbers chapter 22 verse 4. Moab said to the elders of Midian, Now this horde or Israel, will lick up all that is around us, and the ox licks up the grass of the field. And Balak, the son of Zippor, was king of Moab at that time. Verse 5. So he sent messengers to Balaam, the son of Beor, and Pethor, which is near the river Euphrates, in the land of the sons of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, a people came out of Egypt. Behold, they cover the surface of the land, and they are living opposite me. Verse 6. Now therefore, please come, curse this people for me, since they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I may be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that he whom you bless is blessed, and he whom you curse is cursed. Now that was his reputation. And let me tell you, it worked. I'm not going to take the time tonight to look at the details of this. You can read it for yourself. Just continue with uh, Numbers chapter 22. But none of this that we read in Numbers 22 is out of date. This is as active now as it's been in all of human history. So what form do curses take? And a scripture I would encourage you to really dive into is Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28. And I don't have time. I don't have time tonight to read all of it. Deuteronomy 28. You're going to know the first part of it. The first 14 verses are blessings. The remaining 54 verses are curses. And by the time you read the whole chapter carefully, you'll have a good picture of which is blessings and curses. It's important because I believe that Christians are enduring curses when they should be enjoying blessings. 
They don't even know what they have is a curse and not a blessing. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. What is the basic reason for curses and blessings? Now it shall be if you'll diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commands, which I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth. What's the basic reason? What's the basic source of all blessings? Listening and obeying to the voice of the Lord and doing what he says. I want you to know that basically all blessings come back to that source. Obedience. What did Jesus say? If you love me, obey me. It also tells us that God does all things for good for those that love him. If you love me, obey me. Obedience. Everybody say obedience. Okay, what's the source of all the curses? Let's go to verse 15. But it shall come about you if you do not obey the Lord your God to observe his commandments and his statutes, which I charge you today that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Now, read the next 54 verses. Not now. Later. The point to this entire message is that we listen and do. Listening and doing brings blessing. Failing to listen brings curses. If you don't listen, now, now hear me, If you don't listen, you can't do because you won't know what to do. It is impossible for you to follow the will of God if you don't know the will of God. You're trying to make it in your day, but the word of God is not part of your day. How are you going to make it? Because the word of God says, I will bless you if you will listen and obey my voice. How is the, what's the primary way of us hearing his voice? Primary. I hear God 99.9% of my time here. Everywhere else it comes through a, a small gentle voice in my spirit. I've never heard an audible voice of God. Now it, sound, it has sounded audible sometimes in my mind. I've heard it that clearly before, but the main way I hear from God is here. 99.9, that's probably an exaggeration. I hear from the Holy Spirit. I, I do hear from Him. But the primary way I hear is here. How can I know? Okay, do we want to be blessed? How do we be blessed? How can we obey if we don't know? Have you ever had a boss that got on to you for stuff he never told you he wanted you to do? I would obey if you tell me what to do. But you got to tell me. I have so many. I, the, the greatest example is throwing your, your child, your 15-year-old, into a car, and you think you've taught them everything until they finally start driving. And then, glory to God. Uh, Jesus, come now. You're coming one way or the other. We're either going to die or you're going to come. And I'm screaming. And my poor child, I've never explained that situation we were into. 
but I expected her to know it. But she didn't know. God doesn't leave us hanging like that. He has provided every answer to every question we have if we will seek Him. He won't let us fall off the cliff and, 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 and not have provided the answer to keep us from it. The answer was there. We just wouldn't listen and decided to jump anyway and hope God would catch us before we hit the rocks. God, I've done my own thing. Will you please catch me before I hit? God's not fire insurance. Uh, amen. Listen, me too. Me too. Okay, let me... Uh, goodness gracious. Listening and doing. You can't do if you don't listen. If we don't know what to do, we won't, if we don't listen, we won't know what to do. That's the starting point. The one we choose, blessings or curses, determine the course of our life. Some listen, some don't. How about you? Take some time as you go home tonight, not as you go home, when you get home tonight, and read Deuteronomy 28. It is enlightening. You'll know the first part. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're blessed and not cursed. You're blessed in the city, blessed in the county, whatever. We, we know it. We just leave out if I'll read his word and know it and obey it. You don't have to worry what the blessings are. The blessings will find you. We don't have to shout, we are all this. If we obey his word, we are. It's going to find me. If I don't, 54, curse, 54 verses of curses. Look out. Okay. Am I beating a dead dog? Y'all aren't a dead dog, but I'm just wearing myself out up here for nothing. Um, let, me, let me summarize these. The blessings. Exaltation, being lifted up, health, reproductiveness, prosperity, victory, God's favor. Curses, all 54 summed up. Humiliation, mental and physical sickness, family breakdown, poverty, defeat, oppression, failure, God's disfavor. Which one do you want? Here's option A. <laughs> Good. Here's option B. I can't make him mean enough, ugly enough face. But yet we choose, we get the choice. Think back that if within your knowledge of your family background and history, are there several examples of these? Let me just kind of sum these up. Mental and emotional breakdown. Many, many, mainly in terms of families, not excluding individuals. Do you have mental and emotional breakdowns in your family history? Yes. I don't know many that don't. Repeated or chronic diseases, especially without clinical or without clear medical diagnosis. You're fighting something that nobody knows what it is and you can't have any success in getting, in getting treatment for it. Repeated miscarriages or related fe uh, female problems. Breakdown of marriage and family alienation. It's more than just a husband and wife being divorced. There are bad relationships between parents and children, between brothers and sisters, and so on. 
continuing financial insufficiency, and especially where you're making enough money, you just can't ever make it work. There's enough money there, but it just will never work. And then finally, accident prone. I'm not, t- I'm not saying this to say you're damaged goods or to say if you've got any of these, man, you're in trouble. No, I'm trying to tell you we need to do a 180. And uh, over the next two weeks, we're going to be going over the cure. And hopefully on the second week, we're going to go through a prayer to release these things. If not, it'll be the third week. Don't give up on me yet. But you want to fight it now? Go to Deuteronomy 28. Listen and obey. Get in your word. Even if you just start in John chapter 1 or Genesis chapter 1 or Galatians chapter 1 or wherever. Start. Get the seed in you so that it has to come out. Don't wait. And let me tell you this, because this did it to me. Don't let your pride keep you from doing it either. My pride kept me from doing it. I thought I was too good. And I got into worship leading. And Elizabeth said, what devotion are you reading? I'm not. Well, are you reading your Bible? No. Well, don't you think you should? No. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. And I just did it out of being mad. Started the one-year Bible in uh, 2001. Maybe 2000, 2000, 2001. And I've never stopped. I started it for the wrong reason. But even for the wrong reason, God started to pour his knowledge, pour his blessing into me. Now, have I faced attacks since then? Of course I have. But the Lord has put before me blessings or curses. I can obey his word or I cannot. And you know what? I've been in that one year ever since. Never stopped. And if y'all have been watching me the last two or three weeks, the word is still, he is still teaching me every single day. He is that good. And you never, you never arrive. We're always improving. My dad has talked about W.A. Deming, constantly and forever improving. If not, you're going backwards. So, you know what sits in front of you right now? Blessings or curses. You can choose. It's your choice. It's not your parents' fault. It's not your spouse's fault. It's not God's fault. Blessings and curses sit before you. Now you can choose. What are you going to choose? Can I encourage you? Choose blessing. Choose obedience. Get in the word. Make a 180. God's, God's a redeemer. He wants to redeem your life. Amen. Stand up with me and let me pray over you. Father, I I just thank you. I just want to thank you. I just want to take a little time right now and say thank you, Lord, for all you've done for us. Now, Lord, I just ask right now that, Lord, sometimes I feel like a broken record. But, Lord, the answer is in your word. The answer is in obedience to your word. The answer is in you filling us with your Holy Spirit. And, Lord, as you fill us with your Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit teaches us your word. Lord, I am ready for some kingdom blessing. 
I am ready for some kingdom breakthrough. And I'm ready for some, some death of some curses. I'm ready for these curses to start falling off and to be removed and cast into the sea. For Jesus, you came to be the curse. And when we don't receive that, we're not receiving your salvation. We're not receiving your provision. Lord, you've paid that price, and I can't imagine you watching us go through what we go through when you have paid the ultimate price for us. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, for not turning to you. But Lord, help us right now to humble ourselves and to get into your word. And Lord, for you to come in power into our life. Just worship you. Just praise you. Lord, I just speak a blessing over church on the hill. This body, Lord. That you would just raise up a standard in this church. And that, Lord, you would pour out your spirit upon this church. And that, Lord, that we would be pliable and we would be moldable and that we would move as your spirit would move. Move in this church, Lord. Bless this church. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday morning. Sunday school starts at 9.15. Won't y'all come try that one time?